Good, good. Bad, bad. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL for everything. You know the drill, good and bad inside the world of Apple. Brian Tong, a.k.a. BTZ. That's what my friends call me. Your host with the most here, and I thought we'd have a little fun. You know, this is the holiday season, and some of you are on a break. Some of you are not. Shout out to all my retail and service workers out there. I am one of you. I have been one of you, and I just want to say thank you so much for all your hard work during the holidays. You know, it's you don't let the Grinches get to you. We know who those people are. Don't let the Grinches get to you because you guys and gals are working your butt off. So I thought we could have some fun and do a little... Good Apple, Bad Apple of 2018 episode. I wanted you all to be a part of it, so I told you all on the Patreon that supports this show to call in and also on Twitter. So I thought we'd just like kind of let the community and you all who have helped support this show and drive this show forward to be a part of it. Uh, before we do that, again, really quick thing, patreon.com slash Tong is how you can support this show. I am so thankful for everyone that is help me continue to do this. And I honestly still do need your help. So the Patreon starts at $2 per month. That covers the audio podcast and all the videos and other content that I do. $5 a month is basically a cup of coffee. And then we have higher levels from there. But check it out, patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right, let's go have some fun and get to our calls. We're going to start off with this first one, a friend of the show, Gil Cabrera. I want to hear y'all's good and bad apples. BT, Gil from San Diego. Hey, uh, good apples and bad apples for the year. It, they're both kind of Siri-related, actually. Uh, so the good apple is that the predictive stuff that Siri's doing in terms of, like, uh, when it thinks it knows who somebody that is calling you is and uh, stuff with meetings and stuff, that's actually been pretty helpful. So I think that was a nice uh, update, uh, and it's been working better and better. The bad apple, obviously, is the voice stuff is still almost useless, and they just need to step up their game <laughs> and uh, kind of really innovate to the next level uh, with Siri uh, overall. I think they're starting to put some pieces together with this sort of predictive stuff they're coming up with. But uh, if they tie that in with the voice stuff uh, and maybe she starts talking to you a bit more, uh, that, that might do the trick. Um, so those are, those are my thoughts, both Siri-related. Uh, looking forward to 2019, seeing what they come up with. All right. Thanks, Gil. You know what? I think that's really interesting. One of we, we already did our episode, if you haven't listened to it, of the things that Apple needs to do better. Obviously, Siri is one of those things. HomeKit is one of those things. But I did think that was a really interesting point, talking about actually the predictive nature of Siri. I've experienced that on the Apple Watch specifically, not her voice, but how Siri is learning. And one of my, and I'm going to jump around between my good apples and bad apples and from our callers and listeners, one of my good apples this year Absolutely, the hiring of the head of Google's AI and search, John Gianandrea. They post him from Google. Google has the best voice assistant AI on the market today. I've said it before, Amazon's Alexa supports the most smart home devices, and it is very smart in its own right. But for Apple to get John Gianandrea, who hopefully will rebuild Siri and make it smarter. And we're starting to already see that. That's a huge win for Apple. It doesn't pay dividends right away, but hopefully, whether it's 2019 or 2020, we'll see that. So, absolutely good Apple on Siri, bad Apple on Siri. I'm down with that, Gil. 
All right, I've got some good apple and bad apples from Alex. Hey, Brian, this is Alex Weiner from West Palm Beach, Florida. My good apple is, for our anniversaries, my wife and I got each other the Apple Watch 4, and we really love them. Uh, you're everything you, you said they were. And the, that's my good apple. The bad apple is Apple's raising prices on the iPhones and Macs that make it increasingly out of reach for the average person. And as their numbers are starting to show, they're selling less of them. So that's a bad apple. Thanks, Ryan. Keep up the good work in 2019. <laughs> I love it. That's a bad apple. I love it when people get into that. You know what? First of all, I'm glad that my assessment of the Apple Watch Series 4 delivered for you. I really try to think of products when I review them for everyone, also while considering my own selfish wants in a product and how I react to them. But uh, it is, to me, it was my number one good Apple of the year, the best product of the year by Apple, in my opinion, the Apple Watch Series 4. Finally, at a true point where it's a watch that I could tell everyone. If there was, if you're thinking about a watch, get the watch. It's a great, it took four years to get there, but I'm really loving the Apple Watch Series 4. And the pricing, I think that you're gonna hear that theme along with a lot of the other calls that we get here. All right, let's hear what Tony's gotta say. Hey, Brian, Tony here from Chandler, Arizona, a big supporter of you on Patreon, maybe not as big as, you, as you'd like. I don't have 100 bucks a month, but hopefully my, uh, my, my contribution is helping. But anyway, you've asked for uh, a good apple and a bad apple this year. I think the good apple, I've been waiting a long time for the MacBook Air to come out. I've been having, holding on to mine since it's 2011. It was falling apart. I was really happy to see that. I know it's a bit pricey and probably underperforming, but I like the sleekness, et cetera. The, the, good app, the bad apple is Apple's price inflation. I mean, $1,000 phones, costs keep going up. I, I, it's coming, becoming very unaffordable for the typical person to continue to support Apple. And it really made me think about before I actually bought a Mac Air, uh, a Mac Air whether I should look at just a simple laptop or uh, you know, going to a Chromebook even, but I'm kind of tied into the Apple ecosystem, but maybe not for long. I hope um, this trend doesn't continue. Keep up the good work. Really love the podcast and the videos. Take care. Thanks. Tony, Tony, thank you so much for your support. You no one, you and no one else ever has to be like, oh, I wish I could get to that high level for you. I'm grateful for anything and everything that you guys are doing to help keep the lights on and allow me to do what I love and also give you back that value. It's it's pretty amazing that those platforms are in place. So never have to apologize uh, for that. Thank you for your support. And if you guys and gals are listening, I mean, honestly, people like Tony allow you all to listen to the show as well. So um, patreon.com slash Brian Tom. That's the only other time I will plug that. Um, <laughs> the well, Maybe I'll plug it at the end of the show. Now your point pricing came up again. And this is where I feel like specifically as someone who tends to upgrade their iPhone every year, A, because as being a tech reviewer, you kind of got to know what's going on. You've got to experience the new hardware. Guess what? I bought the iPhone XS with the hopes that it was going to be compelling enough for me to keep it. But if it wasn't, um, I'm going to return it because I'm, I view this not only as a tech reviewer, but as an actual consumer. The iPhone XS has a great camera, a great, a better camera, the, the fact that they tout how much more powerful the A12 is, it's great, but I talked about it in my things they need to improve. Like, show us 
the power that you're giving us now. Untap that potential. Otherwise, a jump from a 10 to a 10S for many people, including myself, doesn't make sense. I returned the 10S. I'm still on a 10 today, and I'm not missing a single beat other than maybe photos potentially aren't as good as they could be, but they're still super, 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 super really good. So I don't feel the fact, I'm not jealous of a single person that has a 10S. I haven't missed a thing from the 10S. And part of that is, why am I gonna spend $1,000 for just a slightly better camera at the end of the day when you look at the entire value offering? Apple has to be aware of that. Their iPhone sales aren't looking as hot as they have been in previous quarters. So yeah, I didn't upgrade to the iPhone XS and I will not until the next one. If you had an earlier phone, totally makes sense. I get it. But from a 10 to a 10S, not not much there, not much there. Also love the fact that you do love the MacBook Air. I think that the my nieces who inherited my MacBook Air, they have the 2011 model as well. So I'm ultimately happy when you guys and gals get experience this cool stuff and are happy with the product. That's a win for everyone. All right, next up, another caller without a name. Hey, Brian, huge fan, excited to be part of the show. I'm calling from Honolulu, Hawaii currently, but I'm actually from San Francisco, California. My good Apple is definitely the iPad Pro. I purchased one this year and it has actually been life-changing for me not only as being a musician and having all my music in one place, but just having a portable entertainment system in general is really, really handy. Um, in terms of my bad Apple, it's definitely the Apple Pencil holder. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> believe that Apple thought that this would be a product that has any value proposition at all, and I really can't see it being used, especially for the amount of money that they're asking for it. Yeah, so that would be my wrap-up for 2018. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye. Aloha, brah. You know, my mom was born and raised in Hawaii, so uh, Hawaii is a place close to my heart. And the reason why I go there so much is because I can just escape, surf, read, eat, surf, read, eat, completely unwire, don't stay connected, use my phone as a camera, and it's like a second home. And really, you go to Hawaii for the food, for the food. Um, as you're saying, you know, iPad Pro Still love the product. I know we recorded this show before the news broke of the of Apple saying that a bent iPad is normal. So I that might taint how when we hear some of these iPad Pro calls, but function wise, as long as you don't get a bent one, obviously it's a great product. It's amazing. So I'm happy that you're happy with that as well. All right. Call number six coming to us from our buddy Carson. What's up, Brian? This is Carson from Memphis. Love listening to your show and watching your videos online. My good Apple from 2018 would definitely have to be you stepping out, doing your own thing. I love what you're doing. I believe in what you're doing. And I deserve, you deserve the good Apple, definitely. And then I would say that the bad Apple from 2018, for me, and this is something that's not been talked a lot about on the show, is the software upgrades to the iOS devices, like the older iPhones, for example. Like you, I'm using an iPhone 10 still. I didn't upgrade to the 10s, 10s Max, and I feel like we should have been able to get some of those cool depth control software features like the other phones do. Obviously, the 7 and the 8 could also get portrait mode like the 10R. Apple's not doing it because they want you to buy the new hardware. When I think they should reward people who are in the ecosystem. What do you think? Thanks. 
Brian, I appreciate it. Carson, Bye. thank you so much for the love and support. And for you to throw that out at me, yeah! that's a good apple. Now, when we're talking about the bad apple, you have to look at what Apple has done historically. They have done this, which has driven customers mad where they choose specifically not to give even a phone from a year before some of the similar features. Now, with a single lens camera, I know they're using an actual different camera, but could they use computational algorithms to even fake a portrait mode? Sure, to a certain degree, but I think what really is indicative of Apple is whenever they unlocked features, like I believe from the 4 to 4S, they didn't give iPhone 4 users the ability to uh, use Siri. They've done this a lot where previous generations, it's it's part of them pushing people forward. And in a weird way, because they've trained us to be this way as Apple users, it has worked to their advantage because even from an iOS operating system standpoint, typically after like the first month, they'll have somewhere around a 60 to 70% upgrade user base that is upgraded to the latest OS, which allows them to then push out newer features. So it's bad for us that they don't support the older phones. When you look at something like the Pixel, the Pixel 3 gave all the software features for its new camera into the Pixel 2. All of them. Like, that's pretty amazing that they said, you know what, we're going to show love and give it back. Other companies do that. Apple doesn't do that. I don't think it's a good thing. I think that the reason why, I guess I'm desensitized by it. It's obviously a bad Apple, but I think we've been used to it because they've been doing this pretty much from day one. So I'm there with you, though. I'm there with you. All right, Chris, coming up next. Hey, Brian, what's going on, man? It's Chris from Ohio. Here is my good Apple and bad Apple for 2018. Good Apple. Let me start with that one. You know, a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I think the XR is a good Apple because I cannot afford a $1,000 phone. And the XR is not a budget phone by any means necessary. It's not, you know, it's not cheap, but still they kept most of the features that I want on there. They have Face ID. They have a pretty decent camera. And, you know, they even have the same processors as, you know, it's Big Brothers, the XS and the XS Max. So that's a good Apple from them. As for the bad, I know you talked about this on your video, Siri needs to go. Um, I used the Pixel for a year, and I love Google Assistant. It was the best thing. That was the only thing I loved about Android. And, you know, I can't even play my Spotify playlist on Siri. I can't even do that command. So, yeah, Apple needs to blow up Siri. I agree with you. Well, anyway, hope you have a Merry Christmas. Talk to you later. Thanks for the call, Chris. You know what? I'm a, I'm 100% in agreement with you. The iPhone XR is not a budget phone. The iPhone XR is actually a great phone. I used it. I loved the colors. And so I think that the Apple world, there's this, there's this sense of if you don't get the biggest, baddest, best model that you aren't in the club, you aren't, you know, you oh, you didn't get the iPhone XS Max, oh, whatever. No, the iPhone XR is just as capable as the XS Max other than really the camera's a little different. You will only notice the display is slightly different if you hold them side by side. Yeah, it's a little heavier, but the XR is a great phone. And I was actually contemplating just going from a XS to a XR because 
I liked the 10R that much, but really more specifically, I liked that the 10R was yellow. I'm just keeping it real. I liked the color iPhone. You hit it right on the nose with Siri and the Google Assistant. Again, I, a lot of people that say Siri is great, I, I always tell them, okay, I'm not trying to crap on Siri. Just use another assistant for a week, specifically Google's or Amazon's, uh, and then tell me how you feel about it. And then I think it changes your mind. All right, thanks for that call. We did have a write-in for Good and Bad Apples. This one came to us from our buddy, Joel Silverman. He wrote in to our email address, the uh, which is not the. The email address is applebitsshow at gmail.com. He writes, hey, BT, what's up? Joel here from the foothills of the Sierra in California. I've been following you since the BOL days. Good apples for 2018. Face ID with integration with website passwords. Oh, my goodness. I love that. That is that is absolutely a good a good Apple. I, I mean, I, I haven't been the biggest fan of Face ID in the past, but that's a really good one, Joel. Joel also says Apple Watch Series 4, Apple's strong stance on privacy, and dark mode on macOS Mojave. Bad Apples, Siri, the lawsuit against app developers, and continued lack of access for third-party apps trying to integrate. Keep it up. So glad you're trying the independent thing. Happy ho-ho. Thank you, Sir Joel, for writing in with that laundry list of topics. Uh, I'm pretty much on board with all of them. And, you know, you talk, you must be an app developer or you at least show love towards the app developer community because he brought up the Supreme Court who's weighing in on an antitrust dispute right now over the Apple App Store. Uh, A suit against Apple is accusing them of violating federal antitrust laws by requiring apps to be sold through the company's app store and then obviously taking a 30% commission from the purchases. We know Apple's always built their walled garden system. This is part of it. Uh, the One of the kind of points that is being up to debate is because the developers set the prices of their apps, right? Apple collects 30% commission on each purchase. So did the app developers basically recoup their costs of that commission by passing on to us, the consumers. We know Apple uh, was a billion dollar, the Apple App Store is a billion dollar business. So it's big for them. I don't, I don't know. This is one of those things where maybe I need a call from Gil Cabrera to maybe give us a little legal insight of can they really find Apple in trouble for this? Apple's always been a walled garden. I don't know if this is just an outside force that's trying to sue them to make money from it, but I don't see this necessarily going anywhere. I could be totally wrong. I'm not a legal expert. If there's any of the listeners, because we always like to rely on the hive mind and the community that listens to this show, call in 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. Maybe we can gain some insight because there are plenty of topics that you all know much more than I do. All right, let's get to our last call for our good and bad apples. Here we go, Scott. Hey, Brian, it's Scott from Southern California. So one good apple for 2018 has got to be that new iPad Pro. That thing's a beast, and it really shows that Apple's putting a commitment to keeping that iPad up to date and refreshed on a regular basis. So hopefully that'll mean better and better software for it, and it'll evolve over time into a true computer solution. Uh, 
Bad Apple for 2019 is Apple pricing itself out of markets, pricing itself out of iPhone markets here in the States, in India, um, in the, out of the smart uh, speaker market. They've just got to really think about what they want to be. Do they want to be a boutique or do they want to have their devices in, in people's hands all over the world? Um, and, of course, the number one awesome Apple for 2018 is Apple Bits XL. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Scott. Look, have you seen a theme in the calls? These, This is why I love polling you all because you're the voice, you're the boots on the ground. I think four or five of our calls mention Apple's pricing, but here's what's also interesting. For those of you that are actually listening to the show, you tend to be the diehard tech enthusiasts, the people that people lean on for your tech opinions, and for the most part, Apple fans to a certain degree. And when their own fan base is bringing up the pricing as an issue, we've known people that have been part of the Apple ecosystem, you know that, yeah, you're going to pay a little extra premium, but now, you know, what they're delivering versus what they're charging isn't matching up. And I don't know if Apple's going to respond to that. Look at what, look at how they priced the HomePod. During Black Friday, there were $100 discounts on it and they still weren't moving. That tells you a lot. And I'm not saying all of a sudden they're going to lower their prices, but They've got to figure out how to come up with a pricing scheme based on the product that they are now delivering to us to be better for their consumer base. It's I, I've they, it's diff, it's a different world now. It is just different than what it was 15 years ago during the heyday of SJ and Apple. All right, uh, I'm going to get to some of my good apples and bad apples that were not touched upon. I told you my favorite, my best, the number one good Apple for me was the Apple Watch Series 4. The second one, what do you guys think? I'm going to let you think in your head. What do you think my second good Apple is? Okay, so before the news that Apple said, hey, your bent iPad Pro coming straight out of the facility factories in a box is normal. Okay, before that, the iPad Pro is absolutely number two for my good Apples this year. So let's call it um, the iPad Pro if you don't get one that's bent. Yeah, Apple is handling this horribly. Uh, Listen to the episode before where I talk about it. I just did a kind of little special bonus piece because it's it's brutal. I can't believe they took that stand. Another one of my good Apples, Apple TV, although it took a long time, finally getting Dolby Atmos. I'm a huge fan of Dolby Atmos. I know I represent probably 2% of the home theater audience that really cares, but once you feel it, once you experience it, it's a game changer. It absolutely is. And then I talked about also the hiring head, hiring the head or poaching the head of Google's AI and search, John G and Andre. I think that's going to pay dividends for Apple big time, but it'll take a couple of years for that to kind of form and shape. Bad apples for me. Well, now that it's current, the number one bad apple, Apple telling us that a slight bend in an iPad Pro is acceptable. You're paying just to start $7.99 for a tablet and a company tells you if it's slightly bent, it's okay. It it's not it's not a defect. It's normal. Come on, Apple. I don't want the new slogan of your company to be bent different. I don't want that. None of us want that. You don't want that. Johnny Ive can't be happy about this. He was the one that had to probably say through his teeth, like, "Ugh, there's nothing we can do about it," or "There's nothing." We can do about it. The aluminum is not as strong as we wanted. So 
that's one of my bad apples. Uh, my second bad apple is Apple's pricing as well. It's not necessarily a bad apple, but it's questionable. I think Apple really wanted to push the market and test its limits to see how much are they really willing to pay for certain products. And I think they found out. And so I hope there's a correction there. The other bad apple for me, AirPower being an absolute no-show. Wireless charging, the future. You know, Apple was all about about it. AirPower completely erased from the Apple Apple website. It doesn't even exist if you type in AirPower. Only a single still image exists on the AirPods section of the site, and it just says currently unavailable. But that's a big fail for Apple in 2018 to first announce a product the year before and for us to not see it at all, at all, and them to not address it at all. That's a big fail. And it also comes down to the bad Apple is a theme. I didn't put it in my things I'd like Apple to get be better at. Or maybe I did. I can't remember. There were so many things we talked about with Lance Yulinoff. Overpromising and not delivering. Stop that. It happened to the AirPods. It happened to iOS 11 features that were announced the week before WWDC where iOS 12 came out. Okay, don't do that. The HomePod was late. AirPower doesn't exist. Stop doing this whole hype train of showing us something that's not ready, and it takes basically a year for you to come through if, and sometimes not at all. I say just stop that. That's a bad apple. I hate that fake hype train. Give it to us when you know it's coming in the next three to six months. Don't If it's about a year out, don't do that. And even if there's delays, you kind of know how, how far along. It is their job to know when a product will be ready. You know. And now I think that they've learned that they can't go off of this, oh yeah, we're Apple, we can do whatever we want, we're Apple, we're gonna deliver. It hasn't happened for a lot of things now. So I think it's kind of time to change the mentality. Humble thyself just a little bit. All right, that was kind of our little fun, quick bonus episode. A little bit of the good and bad apples of 2018. I know by the time we you hear this, it'll be 2019, so... I guess you're just going to have to save what you think. But if you want to be a part of this show, please call 833-888-ABXL. I'd love to hear what you're looking forward to in 2019. I'd love to hear that. We can do that. You know, tech kind of slows down after CES for those first two months. So I think that'd be kind of a good topic. What do you want and expect to see? It would be great to hear from you. All right, that's going to do it for this show, this special episode of the Good and Bad Apples of 2018. Thank you to everyone who called in and participated. And thank you to my Platinum Apple Patreon sponsors at the $100 per month level, Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Shredos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frader, and Jarrett Lewis. Thank you all so much. And for all of you that are listening, if you can five-star the review on iTunes, tell a friend, show love. And if you can support patreon.com slash Brian Tong, I would appreciate it so much. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Take care. Enjoy the holidays. Spend that time with your loved one, your family, your friends, or just sit on the couch and play video games if you can. I mean, we don't get to do that enough. (laughs) All right, take care now. Peace. Peace.